channel with a repeat on Tuesdays at 2.30 p.m. When you go to an area and they tell you that kids are lying on the floor and studying, and you ought to go and see it for yourself. Recently, I saw some TV programming. They were talking about... The theme is exploiting agricultural diversification to fund economic development in Ghana. The lecture will be chaired by Dr. Mohamed Ibn Chambas, former head, UNOWAS, guest of honor. After over 350,000 persons living with a disease nationwide. It is estimated that the national adult HIV prevalence stands at 1.6% with a total of 354,927 individuals living with HIV consisting of 330,250 adults and 24,712 children. In the greater Accra region, Accra Metropolis has the highest number of people living with HIV, with a total of 8,112, which is a stake reminder of the agency with which we must collectively act to address the issue. We can now hear from the Director General of the Ghana AIDS Commission, Dr. Etwahine, who is calling on all and sundry to support the commission to avert a national disaster. He is also encouraging people to take advantage of the self-testing kits, adding is the surest way of dealing with the problem at hand. HIV um, has something to do with urbanization. So the urban, the large urban centers uh, have higher, you know, concentration of HIV population in this country. Um, And so you take greater Accra, uh, Accra, you have Accra, you have Kumase, you have, um, of course, Takrade uh, uh, and the other, you know, big centers, they all have very high HIV prevalence, much, much higher than the national average. Mm. And so we have to look at urbanization, and that is uh, the reason why we have prioritized these cities uh, to ensure that we reach out to more uh, outrisk populations living in these uh, cities so that they get tested and uh, those who test positive are given antiretroviral treatment and supported to uh, remain on treatment. HIV has evolved. You know, the epidemic has evolved and the way we handle it has also evolved. We have educational uh, television, you know, ads, 
and uh, radio jingles. But is it which, widespread? Uh, we no longer have the um, resources as we used to. Currently, we have only one-third of the money we need to finance the HIV response. And as you said, the awareness creation, the education, uh, the counseling, the outreaches, yeah. you know, and making services available, you know, right at the doorsteps of the people mm -hmm. are very essential if we must achieve our goal. Yeah. We don't have the money to do all that. Mm -hmm. 16,000 annual infection rates, the program's manager of the National AIDS and STI Control Program. Making services available, you know, right at the doorsteps of the people mm -hmm. are very essential if we must achieve our goal. We don't have the money to do all that. 16,000 annual infection rates, the program's manager of the National AIDS and STI Control Program. Dr. Steven Aisiado said over 200,000 HIV self-testing kits have so far been distributed among Ghanaians under the pilot face-out, of which over 80% of those who self-testing kits have so far been distributed among Ghanaians under the pilot face-out, of which over 80% of those who... It's about 777 billion. And uh, with this, by the time we integrate this uh, uh, capital market, the, it will boost, it will increase the GDP of uh, West Africa. With just a few days to the presentation of the media budget, we hear expectations from... ...who get the test kits and then test themselves. We also had one USAID-funded EPIC project, which was targeted at key populations. And then we also have the Gannet, who for people. So it's critical that people take advantage of this. And then all these people, quite a number of them, have been linked. The positives have been linked to treatment. So it has enhanced the linkage rates, you know, on antiretroviral therapy. The other benefit is that, apart from the confirmation, anybody who is negative among key populations is eligible for um, pre-exposure prophylaxis. All the numbers, you know, that are identified, all the eligible people we're able to over 80% also, you know, for pre-exposure prophylaxis. Because if we want to end the epidemic, we must break the transmission amongst key populations. Their prevalence is 18%. So we must protect them so that they don't transmit it to their partners. Away from HIV AIDS, let's do politics. Flag bearer hopeful of the new patriotic party, Dr. Mahamadou Baumia, has been campaigning across all 47 constituencies in the Ashanti region ahead of the NPP's presidential primary. The vice president is expected to wrap his campaign today as he meets delegates of Tafo and Pankrono and later meets with delegates who will be participating in the August 26th Superdelegates Conference. Nana Boache Yadom uh, met director of communications for the Baumia campaign team, Nana Komia, and he had this conversation with him. Well, it has been um, an odious roadshow, um, if I can put it that way, uh, going by bus constituencies um, across the Ashanti region. It has been odious and tedious, uh, but the vice president has shown in being able to do all of these 40, 44 constituencies in two weeks. And this is the last one, Tafo Pankrono. Then uh, he'll be finished with the Ashanti Regional Tower for now. And um, I'm sure you were in the hall and uh, you have seen the enthusiasm 
and excitement of the delegates um, at the presence of the vice president. And this is the 44th constituency. Now, this level of excitement and enthusiasm has been displayed in each of the 44 constituencies. And uh, what is a bit surprising is that um, a majority of the of the contestants for the MPP flag bearership are from Ashanti region. A majority, if I can count about eight or nine. So you would have expected that Ashanti region having so many of its uh, people in the race uh, would not be showing that much enthusiasm for the vice president. But from the enthusiasm that you've seen in Ashanti region, there's no doubt that the vice president is clearly the front runner in this race. Let's take you live to Tafopan Corner in the Ashanti region where Dr. Baumia is expected to meet delegates uh, Nana Bwachi Yadom is our man on the ground for us. Nana Bwachi, has this meeting uh, happened and what has uh, the uh, Vice President Dr. Baumia been telling the delegates? Well, Aisha, the, doctor, uh, the Vice President and Flag Bearer Hopeful um, of the New Patriotic Party, Dr. Laji Mahamoud Baumia, has been meeting delegates of Tafo Pankrono. Um, earlier, he has been touting his achievements as Vice President and why it is necessary for some... Breaking sound. Uh, we'll try and get the feed. It's a live feed coming from Tafo Pankrono. And of course, is Dr. Baumia, NPP flag bearer, hopeful, wrapping up his campaign in the Ashanti region. His bill to meet delegates in Tafo Pankrono and also delegates will be participating in the August 26th Super Delegates Conference. Uh, Nanap Bwachiyad will be joining us again when the feed is clear to tell us more about. Before that, imagine living in a house you can only access with the help of a ladder. That is the story of uh, 25-year-old Nanea Wisdomishen, uh, whose situation only mirrors what residents of New Botiana have to endure as a result of perennial floods, hanging homes caused by torrential rains, children killed by the floods, and bad roads are just some of the troubles the residents continue to endure any time it rains. Max Swalabagba has more in our latest Floods of Trauma series. <laughs> it is March 2023. Flood water has forced the collapse of a building here at New Botiano. Two children, 9 and 11 years, were swept away. They died. Their mother, Nanama, sits on the floor inconsolable after the disaster. After the collapse of the building, 
Nanama relocated from New Botiano. She never wanted to have anything to do with this community again. Oh, yeah, from Ransford. Ransford, yeah. Ransford Ebenezer. I've met 18-year-old Ransford Ebenezer Chum. The two children were his friends. He says he was traumatized for days. No, we are three. There were three siblings. The little one was rescued, but the two of them died. Their parents have not relocated. The flood water first caused the collapse of their building. The water swept away one of them, and the other one tried to rescue her, but the two died. They were swept away by the flood water. Not too far from Naname's house is another house which is virtually hanging. Residents here tell me that a pregnant woman used to live um, in this house. And she also used the ladder anytime she wants to get access to her home or step out to go to town. Nana Kwame and Alex have been living here for the past two years. This is how they do it all the time. It's always a risky journey to get to their home. And they tell me that it's terrifying when it starts raining and they always have to wait for the rain to subside before they come out. Okay. How long have you been staying here? I've stayed here for two years. The man who lives here, Nanaya Ishen, he says the only way to access his residence is with the help of a ladder which sits about 10 feet deep into the belly of the earth. And massive erosion caused by continuous flooding in the new Botiano community has left the roads impassable and structures on the verge of collapse. Nanayo Wisdom Eshen moved into the hanging house with his brother Alex Nanabingin after the owner was forced by the situation to relocate with his family. Nanayo Let's go back to uh, Tafu Pankrono in the Ashanti region. Nanaya Obwachi now has a clear feed. He'll be telling us more about what uh, flag bearer hopeful Dr. Baumia has been telling delegates. Nanaya Obwachi, what can you report from Tafu Pankrono? All right. The water first caused the collapse of their building. The water swept away one of them, and the other one tried to rescue her. But the two died. They were swept away by the flood water. Not too far from Naname's house is another house which is virtually hanging. Residents here tell me that a pregnant woman used to live um, in this house, and she also used the ladder anytime she wants to get access to her home or step out to go to town. Nana Kwame and Alex have been living here for the past two years. This is how they do it all the time. It's always a risky journey to get to their home. And they tell me that it's terrifying when it starts raining and they always have to wait for the rain to subside before they come out. Okay. How long have you been staying here? I've met the man who lives here, Nanayao Ishen. He says the only way to access his residence is with the help of a ladder which sits about 10 feet deep into the belly of the earth. And massive erosion caused by continuous flooding in the new Botiano community has left roads impassable and structures on the verge of collapse. Nanayao Wisdom Eshen moved into the hanging house with his brother Alex Nanabingin after the owner was forced by the situation to relocate with his family. Nanayo
Let's go back to uh, Tafu Pankrono in the Ashanti region. Nanaya Obwachi now has a clear feed. He'll be telling us more about what uh, flag bearer hopeful Dr. Baumia has been telling delegates. Nanaya Obwachi, what can you report from Tafu Pankrono? All right, so Aisha, today the vice president is wrapping up his campaign in the Ashanti region. He has been in the region for the past two weeks, um, campaigning across all constituencies. Um, later in the day, he will be meeting delegates who will be participating in the Special Delegates Congress of the New Patriotic Party come against 26. Um, earlier, when speaking to delegates, the Vice President has been touting his achievements as Vice President and the need for delegates to vote for him. You see, the Ashanti region um, is a stronghold for some aspirants in the presidential race as they to come together and vote for him in August 26th, that's for the special delegates, and also the general um, election on November 3rd. But I have some of the delegates here with me, and they will be sharing um, what they have for us. Uh, Vice President Bahadun Seya, why campaign throughout the region? No, it was the same out. Oh, it was the same out. It was it's an Izuma Pa or by a wedding. Vice President, a Yagania, Mobiga, baby, say chanting, Yan Tomanova. Yako Tuaman, Aman, at least when you are crying, it's a percentage here. Okay, so he is saying that our country region has a step set the Vice President and flag bearer full of the new patriotic party, and whatever it may be, the Vice President would win massively, and uh, not, nothing less than 80% of the, of the new patriotic party. And whatever it may be, the vice president would win massively, and uh, not, nothing less than 80% of the... ...to the state of the inflation. We've also argued out on the uh, inflation targeting model that the... ...until the inflationary figures. Nonetheless, the producer price index and the run-through effect of some tax adjustment has also led to the state of the inflation. We've also argued out on the... Uh, the vetting committee uh, presented its report after scrutinizing the documents of all the 10 aspirants um, to the National Council of the Party through the General Secretary Justin Frimpong-Kudia. So per the party hierarchy, the National Council of the MPP is the second highest decision-making body and is supposed or is it is mandated to table these recommendations from the vetting committee before the National Executive Council, which is the um, final decision-making body in the MPP. So that is what exactly the meeting is all about today. Uh, but what we do know is that all the 10 aspirants have been passed by the uh, vetting committee of the MPP, but they are supposed to be confirmed today. So that makes it very critical for uh, the aspirants involved. So it doesn't mean that the vetting committee passing them uh, makes them automatic or make them automatic um, aspirants in the upcoming race. So after today's meeting, that will determine whether the National Council has accepted in whole the report uh, by the vetting committee or they would reject some. Uh, another issue that is uh, actually coming up in this meeting has to do with um, the, um, whether the, the exercise will be centralized or decentralized. You've already heard some of the aspirants uh, raising concerns about they decentralizing the process. They think that they'll be less expensive 
uh, than uh, putting it at a, uh, I mean, uh, a centralized point and all that. So some of these issues will be looked into by the National Executive Council. Another serious issue has to do with the voters register ahead of the Special Delegates Congress slated for August 26th. We know that after the General Secretary Fimpon um, Kodia granted us that interview, there were reactions from uh, all the camps or some of the camps of the flag bearer aspirants that they, they, they demanded, they were actually demanding fairness in the process. Some were of the school of thought that if you remove names of those who have vacated their positions or deceased persons from the voters register, you shouldn't replace it. You should leave it as such. So uh, the committee will bring a finality to this. But mind you, as of yesterday, there was a meeting between the national executives of the MPP and the National Council of Elders of the MPP looking at how the elections will be held in, with, or with decorum and also how they can um, guide all the aspirants to campaign without uh, smear attacks and all that. So uh, every member of the MPP who matters at the top hierarchy is expected to be part of this meeting. In fact, the president, Nana Kufado, is supposed to be part of the meeting, but I'm told he's currently not around. So uh, expect every uh, top member of the MPP, the founding members, and those who constitute the National Executive Council to be part of all this, uh, this all-important uh, meeting that will be held. But as we speak now, the meeting hasn't started. Just a minute, uh, five minutes ago, uh, Richard Ainyagwade, um, National Communications Director, was here to uh, assess the venue and he just left about five minutes ago. So we are still pitching camp, waiting for the members of the National Council of the MPP and the National Executive Council to come and kickstart the meeting. But we are still pitching camp uh, within the premises of Aliza Hotel. Bora there bringing us updates of that crunch meeting to be held by the National Executive Council and the National Council of the NPP uh, regarding the upcoming Super Delegates Conference, which happens on August 26. Away from politics, MP for Front Plains North Betty Crosby Mensa is calling for the regulation of the activities of International Justice Mission IJM in Ghana. A recent BBC investigation revealed that some Ghanaian children were taking from their homes in an operation backed by IJM. In this report, BBC also said the children who were happily living with their relatives were unjustifiably removed from their homes without any evidence of going through one form of labor or the other. Before we hear from Betty Brosby, here are excerpts of the documentary. woman who lives here showed us what happened that night. Can you tell me how you felt when you were taken away from your grandparents? While you were away, what were you thinking? Um, 
then then based on that say uh, all the departments say uh, we are looking at the rest police number of victims this number of suspects should be arrested we would say apart what we think we can do Mm. That's that. So that one sometimes you are, you are also considered you are considered and all that. Yeah. Okay, out of this number for Ghana, this is how we we think we can do. The IJM team in Ghana has since dismissed the claims made in the documentary. The country director Anita Budu spoke on news file last weekend. I am saying that there are inaccuracies in what is portrayed or it's not the full picture of the work that goes Why, on. What is, what is inaccurate about using your own request and the report from the social welfare to, 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 to point to the glaring facts that they are not what traffic kids? What is inaccurate is that we cannot independently make a determination to move out and intervene. And that intervention comes through the police processes and um, through their hierarchy and through their management, um, through their management systems. That is what is inaccurate. Okay. We are always a learning organization, and we learn case by case, operation by operation. And so I believe there was reference made uh, about the way operations were done in 2017 or prior to 2017. We've taken a lot of lessons from that, and um, a lot of a lot of dialogue. What we really pride ourselves on is building good relationship with our government partners. And so having dialogue as to what can work better and together moving forward in that. And so with this, um, yes, of course, things did not go 100% um, to plan or as we would put it, but that we, there are lessons to be learned and we'll move forward with that. We always look to learn. We always look to grow. Processes do, were followed. Do I- Intervention is made. There is a process of interviewing sitting with the children, determining more details around their family situation, family histories, and then going on to do further assessments as to what steps need to be taken um, for their continued well-being. In as much as our core mandate is supporting the justice system, we also believe very, very strongly that the well-being of the child is paramount. And when it comes to the well-being of mm. the child, their support system and the system of care is also important. And so all that is part of our programming. Let's now listen to Betty Crosby-Mensah describing the development as a serving and calling for a mechanism to regulate the work of IJM. I think this issue has been on my table for quite some time now. In 2017, those of you who remember, where I did a number of statements concerning the rates with which any time NGOs felt that they needed children or they needed victims to parade in their various organizations, they rushed to the Volta Lake and rescued children from my constituency. And so again, it didn't come to me as a surprise when the BBC did their thorough work and in the end it came to the limelight that these NGOs were more of a targeted institution who were trying so much to meet their annual target. And so it didn't really matter whether indeed these children were actual victims or they were not. And so with me, I don't think the objective of rescue, because of course, when it comes to issues of trafficking, there are serious subjects and serious matters that need to be addressed. However, I feel that uh, their mode of operating or the, the way of uh, going about their business is not one of the best, and I feel uh, we should 
regulate their activities and see how best they can we can protect the ordinary Ghanaian child as well as making sure that real uh, uh, perpetrators are brought to book. The MP who had earlier made a statement on the floor called on Parliament to take an interest in the work of the group. Parliament has a very big role to play in this very matter because you realize that uh, first and foremost, uh, Parliament constitutes the people's representatives, MPs coming from various constituencies. And I must tell you that when it comes to this IGM issue, it's not just limited to reverend communities. They go to farming communities as well. So every MP that has some rural constituency to his name should be concerned about the issue. Again, I also realized that most of these NGOs are using our own uh, trafficking acts vis-a-vis the Children's Act uh, to you know, undertake their operations. So of course, it is definitely a, a document that came out of Parliament and so Parliament should be interested in the laws that they pass and if there's a need for us to have a, a critical look at this Children's Act and then Trafficking Act to see if there's a need for us to do some sort of amendment to ensure that at the end of the day the ordinary Ghanaian or the Ghanaian children are protected. So yes, I seriously believe that is an issue of concern for all Ghanaians and especially to Parliament. Away from Parliament, some good news for users of public toilets, just like hotels have star ratings. The Accra Metropolitan Assembly is introducing a star rating system to improve filthy and smelly public toilet facilities in Accra. The best toilets with the highest level of cleanliness and good odor will receive a four-star rating. The head of the AMS sanitation team, Florence Cucci, says the rating system will serve as a wake-up call for public toilet operators to maintain proper sanitary conditions, public toilets that receive zero stars will be closed down. The filthy and smelly nature of some public toilet is enough to force you to run home to ease yourself. City authorities across the country have slacked in ensuring the highest hygiene in public toilets, but it is changing fast. The Accra Metropolitan Assembly has quickened its steps to introduce star rating systems to improve sanitary conditions. Just like hotels receive stars, the AMA has commenced the assessment of public toilet facilities with a star rating system. Florence Cucci is the head of the AMA Environmental Health and Sanitation Team. Public toilet is one of the main drivers of a smart city. You can't have a smart city without a public toilet because public toilet improves the city economy. It improves the health of the city. It also improves the health of the public. We started this journey from the 2021 where we learned the public toilet guideline. Today, we are now coming up to start with the star rating. The AMA sanitation team visited the Koje Company Limited public toilet facility at the Agbogloshi bus terminal for assessment. The facility ticked many boxes on the checklist but failed the hygiene test, so the facility was given a low rating. They would have scored three star. But they are, the, ATC, the ATP brought them down. So it means they need to work much on the touches, where people come in and touch. It means they don't clean the doorknobs, the flashing areas, and then the taps. 
The supervisor of Koje Company Limited, Abdul Karim, expressed his dissatisfaction with the low ratings but vowed to improve the facility sanitation standards. Uh, I will be happy, but this has brought us down. That contamination has brought us down, so I'm not happy about it. Just we will just improve ourselves to make to get that tristas. Public toilets that fail all standards set by the Accra Metropolitan Assembly will not be rated, hence be closed down. Oh, when we are done with the checklist, if you score below 50, it means you have failed. Uh, we will have to look at what to do. Either we close down or we take action against you. The managing director of Witches Ghana and hygiene specialist Esther Edu Jamina says the rating system will encourage public toilet operators to maintain a proper sanitary condition. So they have to be in the right condition so that when they come in, they know they are safe. We are doing this, like I keep saying, as a continuous improvement measure. They will not be worried. It will rather put the operator and the cleaners on their toes and it also gives some comfort to the user. So it's a win-win situation. The AMA says public toilet facilities rating will soon be put on an app for the public to have access. Soon, you have the option of jumping onto an app before checking into a four-star toilet facility of your choice. A report by Prince Osuansa, read to you. Let's take a break on journeys today. We'll bring you business shortly. You will enjoy free life insurance. Oh. Free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A whole seven, oh. and even more consolation rewards in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Vimo, this EcoBank salary account sounds interesting. Oh. What do you think? Uh, uh, yeah, but maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I'll go shine my shoe. Hey. Yo, myself, I'll go check my BP. Open an EcoBank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority under the Caritas Lottery Platform. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S. Mm-hmm. That is so true, my daughter. 
But it's father, it was Milo. That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to the business segment on Joy News today with me, Pius Kojobaka. With Ghana's economy seeing an exponential dip in recent times, there have been calls to develop strategic policies in supporting the patronage of green businesses and their products in the country. Ashanti Regional Director at the Ministry of Trade and Industry, Mahmouda Osman, believes the optimization and patronage of environmentally sustainable enterprises could show up the sinking economy. He says a continuous dependence on imported goods will not only throw the economy into economic difficulties, but also threaten national security. Here is more. Tenvi Green Regional Trade Show held in Kumasi, Ashanti Regional Director of Trade, Mamuda Osman, noted the essence of embracing a green and circular economy through industrialization. Under the Green Project, I have witnessed entrepreneurs come out with very attractive and useful products from waste. Some are producing raincoats, laptop bags, etc. from waste sachet rubbish. Production of reusable sanitary pads, fertilizer from cocoa husk, charcoal briquettes, organic compost, among others. Global economy is sinking for various reasons. One major factor that makes Ghana's economy to struggle is lack of adequate industrialization, making, it, making us dependent on imports. The three-day exhibition and dialogue held under the theme Sustainable Trade Investments, the Future for the Ghanaian Economy, was in partnership with the Ministry of Trade and Industry, GIZ Ghana, Association of Ghana Industries and Ghana Enterprises Agency. The trade show brought together over 50 green businesses from SNV's Green Incubation and Acceleration Program in the region who showcased their products and services. Project manager of the Green Project at SNV Ghana, Lowali Sada, indicated that support to green businesses in the country warrants a sustainable and environmentally friendly future. Um, the trade show is just opportunity that are given to very relevant SMEs that are being supported through incubation and acceleration to just be exposed to a larger market to get network to expand ideas and the business and of course above all to improve the sales of the products that are green products so um, that uh, uh, the trade show is one of the key activity that really support to improve the strongness the quality and the greenness of 
Now, Chief Executive of SESHD Plus Ghana, Adelaide B. Williams, has reiterated calls for equal opportunity for women in leadership roles of organizations. According to her, women have unique perspectives that aid in growth and development. She was speaking at the maiden edition of HD Plus Lead Hers Experience. The maiden edition of the HD Plus Lead Hers Experience provided a platform for women leaders in various positions to share untold stories of their leadership journey. In an interview with Joy Business, Chief Executive of SESHD Plus Ghana, Adelaide Abiu Williams said, women must be given equal opportunities to contribute to growth and development. This is a platform that has been created for women leaders to share their experiences to empower other women who are in leadership positions and also empower up-and-coming women who aspire into leadership. But diversity is, is key, right? Because um, if you listen to the discussions that we had earlier this afternoon, it's not about women against men. It's about how the male and female can complement each other because we bring unique perspectives, unique talents, unique abilities to the table. And this is what we want to consolidate to these discussions. Executive Director of Salt and Light Ministries, Dr. Joyce Ayi, added that more needs to be done to bridge the gender gap in organizations. Throughout history, women have had to overcome numerous barriers. We are all witnesses to this. Fancy pan thinking that a man can make coffee and not getting employed. The barriers are still there, but breaking them a bit at a time. But so much more needs to be done. What I'd like us to realize is that there's great and immense potential, and we're living in very, very wonderful times. Now we can do almost anything and everything that we want to do. Women were also encouraged to work tirelessly to merit leadership roles in their organizations. That's all for business. I am Pius Kojoba Kadarobi at 1 p.m. with the marketplace. Sports is next. <laughs> Vitamins? Yes, 12 essential vitamins that growing bodies need. So grow healthy and strong. And Absolutely. Kidivite Multivitamin Tonic contains all the essential vitamins and nutrients needed for the healthy development of children from age 1 to 12 years. Also available, Kidivite Multivitamin Drops for babies under 12 months. Grow strong, grow healthy with Kidivite. Distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. 
12 ambitious talents, 11 weeks of intense grooming, 7 talents have dropped off. Now, down to the final 5. Who emerges the winner for the maiden edition of Joy Prime's Cues and Lyrics and goes home with the 20,000 cash prize, an all-expenses-paid trip to Dubai, a recording deal, and other amazing products from our sponsors, TM Music, Lovett, Kwabana Mufasa, Traeger, Limwell, Who Wears the Crown? Vote for your favorite to glory by short code star 711 star 60 hash. Join us on Saturday, July 22, 2023, 8 p.m. at the Silicon Production House, Tesano, as we treat you to back-to-back performances and the crowning of the ultimate winner of cues and lyrics. It will be a night of great music with special performances from Superstar TZ, Mighty, and the newest sensation on the music scene, King Paluta. Come cheer your favorite to victory. Attendance is free. Guests must be seated by 7 p.m. Cues and Lyrics is sponsored by Syntex Tank, A Strong, A Tough, and Dancer Travels, and Ghana AIDS Commission. Cues and Lyrics, bring on the music. Joy Prime, your ultimate experience. Crystal clear and thrilling podcast and live shows. Download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. It's time for sports. My name is Harun Mubarak. Now, former Black Stars forward David Akam is calling for massive improvement of investment into Ghana Premier League clubs. Now, the quality on the domestic scene has been described by many as low in comparison with other leagues on the continent. The upcoming Ghana Premier League season is set to kickstart on September 15. Akam wants profits made from last season to be reinvested into the league. I think as Joel did an interview with one uh, football administrator, I don't want to mention names, but they asked him how much he's made for money, and he said it's made about five, six million. And when you look at his team, I don't think he's, he's not invested anything into his, into his team. He doesn't have facilities for, uh, for his team. The judges they were, it's not even good enough. And that's one main reason. When America have money, they put the money into good use. They build academies. When you come to the MLS now, they have the MLS. Every team have MLS Nest Pro. It's like a reserve league that they play against every team. And then they have the academy where they play MLS Nest. They play against each other. And sometimes they invite teams from all over the world play tournaments. So that's the progress. But in Ghana, we don't invest the money into football. We make the money from football and take it somewhere else. You don't invest the money. And we always complain. So money is one. And also, be ready to have a goal. Set the goal 
and follow through. It will take time. But for us, we want the progress. We want the uh, the job. We don't we don't want to suffer. When we set the goal, follow the goal through. It will take time. Two years, four years, five years. But let's have a firm goal, a firm DNA that this will be. Let's talk about Toby Amosan now, Nigeria's world record holder, who has been charged for missing drug tests. 30 days left to the World Athletics Championships, and the charge can leave the athletes suspended for two years. Nigerian journalist Deji Ogeyungbo explains why she might face difficulty in overturning the charges. It will be difficult. Um, I'll be totally honest with you. Our chances are very slim. If the AIU comes out with a doping violation. It's like the FBI. They, they have a almost 95% conviction rate. You would have to have a watertight case for you not to be um, um, given a suspension of minimum of a year. If she cooperates, um, and that's the best she can get. But ideally, she says she had done this test, but she missed the test. So what happens is after she broke the world record and became the world champion last year, the amount of tests and scrutiny that will be put on you would literally double or triple. Now, um, it's like a, a student that goes to uh, class late, and lecturer says, if you come late three times, I will suspend you. That doesn't mean that I will not let you into the class. So those, probably she's been tested in probably 10, 15 times um, in the last 12 months. But they've told you, if you miss three tests, and eventually you still get tested, um, of those three times you missed, it's a doping violation, and you have to pay the price for it. So they would look at that case. They've set up a panel to do that in the next um, 30 days thereabouts and see whether she has a convincing case or convincing argument to let her go. But like I said, they have a very strong precedence of convicting people, and they must have looked at this before they originally suspended her. If you look at the updated list on their website, just the AIU, she is the only athlete that has been uh, found guilty of, um, of whereabout failures. The other ones are either used or attempted use of prohibited substances, um, or one thing or the other, which has to ban substances. They've not come out to say that is what is to be case. She missed those tests. But she That's your sports with me, Haruna Mubarak. Join us today continues. Imagine a family without a home. Imagine a song without a voice. Imagine a church without prayers. Imagine a government without citizens. Imagine democracy without journalists. Imagine a world without the media. Life is full of issues and stories about people, communities, and governments. Stories that have to be told by well-trained journalists. 
That's why you can't imagine news without Joy News. Time checkout was making headlines elsewhere, and South African authorities are concerned there could be a second explosion in Johannesburg's business district after one person died and 48 were injured in a large blast on Wednesday. Videos showing main roads plates wide open from the force of the explosion, with several vehicles blown onto their side. It is still unclear what led to the blast, but officials suspect an underground gas pipe is responsible. Officials have pleaded with the public to stay clear of the area. The scene at Bree Street is still being treated as a potential risk area. Emergency services remain there and people are being evacuated where necessary. Several streets have been closed to traffic and electricity supply in the area has been sealed off in what is usually one of the busiest parts of South Africa's commercial hub. Officials from Guantan province, which includes Johannesburg, suspect the blast may have been caused when some underground gas pipes ruptured. That is it for World News. Up next is Showbiz with Becky. Jesus. 
Good afternoon. Welcome to Showbiz here on Joy to the Narcissus. Fans may know Black Sheriff has been globetrotting over the past few weeks, gracing all the big stages in Europe. Many fans anticipated his return uh, to give them a, sh- a show back here at home now. Uh, that day for return was yesterday, but he was picked up by the police right at the Kotoka International Airport after touching down. This has garnered many reactions on social media about what could uh, have happened. My colleague, uh, Kenneth Awuchidaka, brings us more. Black Sheriff was picked up as part of what appears to be a case of misunderstanding between his agent and a businessman who is claiming to have entered an agreement for him to perform on a cruise ship event that a businessman is organizing in August this year. Early on, details from the bloggers affiliated with the organizers suggested that the soldier singer had taken, quote, thousands of dollars, implying some sort of ill will on his part. But here is what happened, per what I've gotten. Now, my sources say the company approached Black Sheriff's team for the said event, and the singer's agents agreed. An initial deposit of $20,000 out of a $40,000 booking fee was made by the complainant. However, the contract pair, Black Sheriff's Camp, did not specify the need for promotional videos for a press launch ahead of the event. Now, Black Sheriff's Camp claimed they honored their part of the bargain until the organizer of the cruise demanded promotional videos from Black Sheriff's, threatening to cancel the contract if they were not provided. Now, amidst these threats of cancelling contracts and lawsuits, the singer's agents refunded an initial deposit in good faith, but the complainant insisted on being reimbursed $50,000 instead of the initial 20000 fee, causing further tensions. There is another claim from the camp of the complainant insisting that the 20000 was supposed to ensure Black Sheriff records the video. This is where it gets a bit murky because the businessman then proceeds to report the case to the police alleging breach of contract and fraud. So basically, this is why Black Sheriff was stopped at the airport upon uh, his arrival from his recent um, tour in Europe. So it is simply to assist in the investigation. Away from that legendary boxer, Zuma Nelson has revealed that one thing he loves doing is singing the boxing uh, Hall of Famer, uh, who turned 65 on Tuesday, says he loves Kojo Entry and others. Fellow music a lot here in Ghana. <clears throat> on top of your head, can you mention you know, some of these musicians that you can, you know, or you want me to mention them for you? So you are them. I, 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 I listen to them on the telly, telly you know, yeah. singing, so and the, and the, and the radio, you know. So uh, I, I know a couple of them too personally. Like, mm. uh, what, like, uh, Manifest. Manifest, you know. Uh, uh, it's, uh, my father is my friend. Okay. You know, uh, okay. Uh, 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 this is like Amachi Dede. What's the name? Uh, the Lumba. yeah. Which one? Uh, if I have a wings, I'll fry. I'll kill it. Here in Ghana, Celine Dion, I've got wings to fly. It's a Ghanaian. Oh, why should I forget this? This man. Oh, it's a man. On that note, we end showbiz here on Journeys. Let us more showbiz news in subsequent bulletins. Good afternoon.
And that's how we wrap up the bulletin this afternoon on Joinies Today. And you can log on to myjohnline.com for more of the news and updates of all the developing stories. You enjoy the rest of our stories. Now we can do it. <laughs> Sasaba Hall of the University of Ghana is 60. Hooray! As part of its 60th anniversary celebrations, they are Welcome to the marketplace. Coming up this afternoon, some commodity traders warn proposed import restriction on rice and chicken could result in price hikes and food shortages. The government to introduce restrictions in rice and chicken imports into the country as 